0: If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. What are those inputs that you're looking for and and dialing in for that to happen?
1: What does the roadmap for you look like over the next few years doing this job?
2: The better you get, the more you get paid.
1: What's your secret
0: sauce? What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Empower podcast. As usual, we have on here Carson Buse and Chandler Russ, the directors, and our guest for today, the greatest CPA of all time, Paul Alton. <laughs> what up, Paul? That's that's quite
2: the introduction. Thank <laughs> you, I appreciate it. Uh, super excited to be here. Um, everyone's really really
0: excited to talk about taxes. So <laughs> exactly, dude. It was actually,
2: we'll keep it a little light. <laughs> it was
0: actually kind of crazy. I had I put a little like video of Paul on Instagram a few days ago, and you kind of blue-balled everyone, dude. Like Paul was, on, Boy, <laughs> Paul, was didn't
3: see that. Paul was on my Instagram
0: talking about an S corp and how it works and how it's all set up. And I had so many reps hitting me up, like, who is this man? How does he know so much about taxes? Like, can he help me? Like so many questions, right? And so we had to have you on the show. And so we're stoked about it. Dude, dude. I've been
3: waiting for your content for like three years, <laughs> 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 like three years ago, Paul came out and spoke to some of us. And I was like, yeah, just, I was like, dude, you gotta put some content together. Just
0: Dude, just wait. <laughs>
2: just wait. His little Dude, whiteboard talk.
0: Just wait, right? You're just <laughs> wait. Your whiteboard talk about it was way good, way way laid out. And like I think we're actually going to have later on, you don't know this yet, Paul, but we're going to probably have some training videos of you that we're going to film doing some whiteboard stuff as well. Yeah. A yeah. Lot, lot to do with taxes. But I think just to get into it, like Paul, give us some background. What do you do? Who are you? Where are you from? Yeah, absolutely. So a um, little bit of background on myself. I'm
2: originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, wow. um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah st louis go cardinals i'm going there this weekend to see pool holes hit 702 let's go there you go With my boys um uh <clears throat> moved out to utah in high school went to american fork high school uh here locally um Thatchers. yeah amen i actually uh i i come from the I'm, i've got a door-to-door background
0: i knocked oh. myself for about Five or six years tell um, us about where you knocked dude what's <laughs> give us your stats let's hear it <laughs> yeah my stats i don't, Paul's OG I don't know what my stats are yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was back in the uh apex uh oh wow, a todd pinnacle. peterson yeah. og yeah. dude so i apex, I, uh, or apex alarms alarms okay, alarms. Oh, okay. Yeah. uh we did some crazy stuff back in those days uh, that's for <laughs> sure anyways went in, uh, right out of high school actually uh went and knocked a summer um and then left on a two-year mission. Came home, went to Brigham Young University. Um, got my Mac there. Shout out to nice. the Mac uh, in tax, actually. So it's a masters in in tax, right? Okay. Um, all throughout my education, I was always selling every single summer. Uh, once I left the house, my my parents said, you "Pay for yourself." Started alarms, Take right? Yeah. Started in alarms. Mm-hmm. Eventually shifted over to uh, satellite. Um, did satellite for a few years. And the goal was basically just graduate debt-free, get my master's program and everything done. Uh, did that and a lot more. Uh, ended up jumping into a bunch of real estate before I graduated, uh, all because of door-to-door, honestly. Um, so, very fond of the industry, uh, understand the grind a little bit. Um, and where my, where my firm actually spun out of was uh, everyone that I knew was in the door-to-door space, and so kind of learned an expertise or a specialty in door-to-door taxes. Um, And I would say that's kind of our our niche um, is uh, helping helping that space, uh, 1099 contractors, um, figure out how to keep as much money
0: as possible in your pocket. Wow. So of your percentage of clients, what percentage would you say are 1099 independent contractors in the door-to-door space?
2: In the door-to-door space? I would probably say like sixty percent. Wow, really? Yeah, it's huge. Is that what you did? Just straight out of when you graduated, you just started a door-to-door tax?
0: <laughs> yeah. So just firm. like anything,
2: when you start a business, you start reaching out to the people you know. People I know are in the door-to-door space. Um, so I'd go to I'd go to firms or I'd go to uh, companies, do presentations, whiteboard stuff like you were talking about, um, and gradually it just kind of snowballed. Uh, a lot of times, you if you take care of a client, they're going to refer people, um,
0: and that's really where things kind of got going, so. Cool. Yeah. Well, here we are in taxes, dude, let's <clears throat> let's get going. I know tax season's around the corner. When are taxes due? Well, the business extensions
2: um, were due just a bit ago. Uh, personal extensions are due October 15th, so
0: after October get 15th. <clicks> yeah, I did, just barely, right? We got them in, right, Paul? I don't Dang, know. You're done. Paul is my CPA and <laughs> he done. always gets it in on time, dude, always. <laughs>
2: So after October fifteenth, it's uh, take a breath.
0: Okay, rest a little. And then for twenty twenty two taxes, what do we got to do, and when do we have to? March fifteenth,
2: April fifteenth are the big dates. So, and reps got to start doing something
1: now, right? If they're trying to do, if they're trying to play the tax game the best way possible, they need to start prepping now. Is that right?
2: Absolutely. If you're having a conversation with your CP CPA after January first, not a lot you can do. Um, The tax preparation, the projections, the strategy, that all happens before the end of the year. That is key, absolutely key.
0: Let's start there, dude, what do you recommend? How do they prepare? That's great. Uh, One of the biggest things is
2: uh, your financial statements. What do they look like? Do you know how much money you're gonna make? Uh, Do you know what your your taxes are gonna look like? What are you gonna pay tax on? Do you need to buy a big new F-350 before the end of the year? Um, what kind of depreciation or tax deduction is that going to give you? Um, those are important things to know before the end of the year. Yeah. So you can estimate, hey, this is where we need to be. Um, a lot of times, if you take the time to plan um, and strategize with a professional, um, it's just it's the same with anything sports, whatever. Um, you get a good coach in your corner. You're the athlete. You're the one out there hustling, making it happen. Well, you get a good coach in your corner. You are refining things, and it's the same thing when you are when you are looking for uh, a tax strategy as well. Um, a coach like myself, a CPA or a professional who knows a few things to tweak, um, a few strategies to implement, it can make a world of difference. Hundred percent.
0: Cool. So, step one have a have a consultation with your tax guy. Talk to him about what you need to do to prepare for the tax season. And in that consultation, they're for sure going to have to know exactly how much money they're going to be making that year. A lot of reps that I know of, and I was this way before as well as they just would wait until that, that piece of paper got mailed to them. That was their 1099 that showed them how much money they made before they even thought about taxes. Right. Yep. Which that's too late. Cause that's after that's January. Too late. That's Right. Too so late. you got to know before reps that are out there right now, best thing to do to know how much money you've made so far this year would be to reach out to Scott.
1: Yeah. Just email, payroll. email payroll and power and they have a running total of your deposits this
2: year. Perfect yeah a lot of times i'll jump on the phone with guys and say all right you know what does your profit look like before the end of the year if we're not doing like the bookkeeping or the accounting uh for our particular client i'm asking them hey w- where are we at let's let's plan
3: can you actually talk about that too like what your services are because yeah. i think a lot of people don't know that because like myself i didn't know that i i, I went with a different accountant because i didn't know you did that
2: yeah yeah no i
3: was actually told you didn't do that Bookkeeping? I yeah. I Paul keeps a hell of good book, bro. Cause, cause that, cause, cause I feel like that's the biggest thing <laughs> like, for like most of our guys. Like that's so much work. I don't know how to do that.
2: It's confusing. Yeah. Let me, let me just like set the table. Okay. Like, here's what every door to door guy should have in place. Okay. Okay. If you're making over, I would say 30 or $40,000 on a 1099, First things first, you should have an S corporation set up. You're you're getting paid through your S corporation. Now, a lot of times guys will say, oh, I've got an LLC set up, I'm good to go. Wrong, absolutely wrong. If you have not taken the next step and filed a form 2553 for your LLC, you are not an S corporation. The reason that's important is because LLCs, a single member LLC that hasn't made that S election. Is paying self employment taxes 15.3% on 100% of those earnings. So, the whole strategy for a door to door guy is to have the S corporation set up so that we can take, say, they earn $100,000, we're going to peel off a small portion of W 2 wages, which is subject to the 15.3% tax, say $30,000, and then the remaining $70,000, you can, you know, that's still yours, but you take it as a distribution out of your S corporation which is subject to 0% self-employment tax. Um, that simple strategy right there is worth anywhere from six to $20,000 for any, any door-to-door guy. And a lot of times when I talk to him, and, and I mention that, I show that, I, I do the calculations, we did it with you on the board the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's no schemes or, you know, that's the truth right there. That's the first big piece. The second big piece with some of the bigger hitters okay that's great so i saved 15 grand in tax right the next big piece is bookkeeping right all right what are you doing for your bookkeeping are you tracking all your deductions Um, a lot of times guys get stressed out they don't like tax season they don't understand it so they're just like sending you whatever right um a service that we have we call it like an outsource cfo service Um, where my firm, my team basically is the CFO of your small S corporation. And what we do is we set up a QuickBooks online file that you have access to, we have access to. Um, And we're going through and we're classifying all your deductions every single month, all of your income. Um, And then we're sending you those profit and loss statements every single month. So you're looking at those, you're making decisions based off your financial statements. And then on a quarterly basis, we're getting on a call Um, And we're going over those financial statements. We're talking about those financial statements. What do those mean for you? Um, A lot of times, guys are getting into some bigger transactions. Hey, I'm going to jump into real estate. Uh, What's the best way to do this? What's the depreciation look like? What are the tax deductions for real estate or for this investment or that investment? That's what we're doing on a quarterly call. So, yes, it's bookkeeping. We call it outsource CFO because it's way beyond just making sure numbers are in place, which is important for your tax estimates, your projections. You gotta have financial statements to file your tax returns. You gotta have financial statements to get into real estate for lenders. All that's important. But the, the consistent communication with your CPA throughout the year is absolutely key uh, to having a solid strategy to keep as much money in your pocket.
0: Dude, there is no amount of money that I wouldn't pay to have bookkeeping done like bookkeeping is so so valuable bro i for two years i did quick books books on my own where like i'd like go to like mcdonald's and order in the drive-thru and like get a receipt take a picture of it (laughs) i was like crashing my car trying to get receipts in and stuff like it was a joke dude and that's what if you're an independent contractor that's like what your dad tells you to do, right? It's like, no, you get QuickBooks, you take pictures, right? Or like yeah. whatever, right? Anyway, so I think we just got cut off a little bit, but what I was saying is bookkeeping, so valuable, so important. Tell us a little bit more about that service.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so kind of how we highlighted, we we sync everything, all your bank accounts, your credit cards, everything. And then my team is tracking all, the, all your expenses, all your business expenses, every single month. Um, all your income as well. And
3: what work does the rep have to do with that?
2: Basically nothing. Just <laughs> set up. the have account. To set up. They have did to kind of do any work with that. He did actually. Oh. He, he had to, uh, he had to give us access to his bank accounts. Um, I think that was about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, you, they really just watch your expenses come, come in and out of your account. They watch the income come in and the deposits and watch the expenses go out and they, uh, just do it all for you. What's nice is at the end of the year, your taxes are pretty much done, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just no. you kind of have a really good idea of how much came in and how much went
2: out. 100%. The, and, and the value for us and the client is that we know exactly what's going on, how much profit there is. When we're talking about tax projections, we, we know what's going on, right? Um, does and does someone have
3: access to, like, a profit and loss statement for themselves?
2: Absolutely, yeah. If wanted, Is that, like, a quarterly thing? Yep. Well, monthly. We send those monthly. He can log in at any point in time and print off his profit and loss statement, but we send those to him monthly. And then quarterly, we're jumping on a, on a phone call and going through, Here, here's where we're at. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Um,
3: That's where we can talk about real estate strategies or
2: 100%. anything else. When, anytime someone jumps into real estate, one of the first things the lender's gonna ask or be confused about is, oh, you're self-employed. Oh boy, how do I even read your tax return? Cause They struggle. Um, And that's where it's valuable to have maybe a CPA in your back pocket that can jump on the phone with your lender and explain, here's my financial statements, here's my tax return, here's my non-cash deductions that need to be add-backs for my income, the depreciation, all those sort of things. Super valuable, and that's essentially what a CFO would do for a company. Um, But you're not going to hire an $80,000 CFO to run your small little S-corp, right? Yeah. if, you, if you've got a bookkeeper that's also a CPA and you've got a whole team and strategy behind it, way more valuable than whatever mom and pa shop doing your bookkeeping. So that's kind of the idea behind that. So really three big services that we offer. You, you asked this, and I'll just kind of highlight that. The tax, actually preparation and compliance. We file the tax returns. We do the bookkeeping. And then if you do have an S-Corp, you have to pay yourself a W-2 wage, I meaning you got to file quarterly taxes, you got to produce a W-2 at the end of the year, you got to pay the Social Security, Medicare taxes, and that can get a little complex. Um, we have a special license at our firm. It's a PEO license, professional employer organization, that allows us to group all of our clients together. So we file one quarterly. Um, we do all the W-2s at the end of the year, and we're looking to make sure that you've paid enough W-2 wages, but not too much so that our strategy's dialed in 100%. So those three services we take care of on the financial side, the tax compliance, the bookkeeping, and the payroll, so. Wow. I'm pretty curious, you know,
1: I, I hope all the reps listening know that, you know, the money they're making here can be offset against things that they're, they're buying and, and paying for when they're doing this job, right? That's when, when he's saying profit, that's what he means is like you're making money, but then things you're paying for out on market or on your job can be counted against that. And that's what's left is your profit and that's what you're taxed on. But that's where things can get really strategic, right, is what what expenses can we actually do? What are, what are some unique things we can go and seek out to, you know, play the tax game the best way possible? So what are some of those things that you've seen that are a little bit more abnormal that maybe we haven't heard about before that are some of those cool maybe tax loopholes or tax... Strategies to lower that profit.
2: Yeah, great question. So we'll start with maybe some of the basics your vehicle, right? Um, you can take depreciation on your vehicle or you can take a mileage deduction on your vehicle um, When I was working door, in door-to-door, I drove across the country probably like six times <laughs> in one year um, I was driving everywhere. So your mileage deduction is going to be huge 56 cents for every mile you drive Um <clears throat> For anyone that here's one that people might not use a lot. Uh, anyone that owns a home, uh, a lot of times you'll hear about a home office deduction, um, and that basically takes the square footage of your home office compared to the, your entire house. Say that's ten percent. Your home office is ten percent of the square footage of your house, and you take ten percent of your utilities throughout the year. You get like a eighteen hundred dollar deduction. It's nothing. What we do is we implement what we call corporate rent, or you'll also hear it called the Augusta rule. Um, where you can rent your house. If you own your house, you can rent your house to your business to hold board meetings once a month. I do this myself. Um, who sits on my board? Well, it's me and my wife. Do we talk about business? All the time, right? So all I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking this strategy, this loophole that's legal, um, and we're, we're putting our arms around it a little bit, and we're calling. I, I send a Venmo to my wife every month for $1,000 from my business account to her personal account. And I call it rent expense. The value in that is that I get to write off $12,000 of rent expense. My wife or myself on my personal tax return, we don't have to pick that up as income. So it's just kind of like this phantom expense that's created. It's a loophole. It's legal. If you know about it, do it. And if you don't, well, then you don't get the deduction. <laughs> yeah. right? And then
3: you do the Venmo... As a receipt oh, right yeah, you audited way. you already have absolutely. like i've i already paid this rent
2: mm-hmm. absolutely super cool. so and you've got to keep records of who was at the board meeting what did you talk about um i don't know how far this is gonna get out there keeping minutes i i, I need to do better about keeping my minutes but if i get audited you better believe i'll have my minutes ready to go <laughs> <laughs> what i can't do is i can't go back Eighteen months and create a one thousand dollar transfer yeah. every single month, right? So that's important that the money is moving. It's money you would have taken out of your business anyways, right? For mm-hmm. groceries or your mortgage or whatever, you might w- might as well take it out as an expense and get a tax deduction for it. Uh, so that's a big one. Uh,
0: <clears throat> Little Olson family board meeting, dude. It's <laughs> <That's> probably sick. <laughs> so I actually have a right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so <that's my> <laughs> I bring my kids on a. We go, uh, sit at the boardroom in my office we have a board meeting as a family. <laughs> That's sick. Um, other deductions, uh, you talk about advertising it for me, at least when I was in door to door, I was, I was paying to, for someone to get out of an account or, or something to close the deal. Hey, I'll give you this incentive. Those little, those little payments of a hundred thousand, $2,000, whatever they are. Those, those are expenses for you to close a deal. That's marketing. That's advertising. That's you know one of those, right? Customer we're, incentives. We're, exactly. We're writing those off. Um, you look at um, your phone that you pay for. Uh, that's a business expense. Your internet. Those are business expenses. Um, if you're self-employed and you pay health insurance premiums, those are business expenses. There's all sorts of things that you're already paying for. That you should be writing off on your tax return. You yeah. just need to kind of wrap your head around it and make sure you've got the right strategy in place. So,
0: dude, one do? that was really cool that me and Paul did this last year. Chandler did it too. You might have, did you do the solar tax credit? I didn't do it last year. It was it was pretty clutch. I still don't quite understand the whole thing, <laughs> but it was basically us purchasing a.
2: Providing the loan.
0: I mean, Daniel Lakes, solar tax credit. Explain that, Paul.
2: Yeah. No, Daniel Lakes is a stud. He's he's done a lot of them. So essentially what it is is, well, you guys know solar tax credits, right? You've got to explain them. You've got to to implement them for for your customers. What it is is basically you're the finance arm um, of some small business that's wanting to get uh, solar on their building. Um, your example in particular um, is basically, you put up the money for that equipment, almost like a, a down payment. You know, the value of the system say is three hundred thousand dollars. You put one hundred thousand or seventy grand or whatever into that. Um, <clears throat> well, you are financing the remaining portion of that, right? And the value in these solar tax credits is, one, you get that tax credit, that federal tax credit yourself. Right. So you take, you know, whatever the 26% 30, of what is 30% right now? No. 30 now, baby, 30, there you go. Perfect. 30% of that, of that system. Right. And you're pushing that credit down on your personal tax return beyond that. And this is the value on the business side is you're taking that equipment and you are depreciating that equipment, the entire like, system. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, huge. like <laughs> you're double dipping. There are some calculations that go into it. You, you You've got to reduce your depreciation by some of the credit, um, but talk about a, a legal double dip. That's it, right there. <laughs> double uh, dipping is cool. now legal, dude. That's sick. And,
1: and you can well, you can triple dip because Utah does a credit as well. So now you get the, yeah, you get a state, you get the credit. federal thirty percent this year, and you get this Utah ten percent. And the Utah one is refundable. The federal one is a non-refundable credit, which means. If you don't own any taxes and you get the credit, you're not getting a check from the government. We know that from our, our customers, right? But with Utah one, you don't owe any taxes, you get the credit, you're gonna check. It's a refundable Let's credit.
0: Go. So, it's, so cool. it's pretty It's pretty clutch. Yes. Depreciation. Yeah. That's an interesting word. Uh, tell us about how that plays into taxes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so depreciation. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll speak about depreciation in two different contexts. Um, <clears throat> You've got depreciation on, say, your vehicles, right? You go buy, buy a vehicle over 6,000 pounds. You can take what's called bonus depreciation, uh, where you're taking the value of that vehicle and you're expensing it or you're getting a deduction for $75,000 year one. So you made $75,000 the entire year. You go finance a $75,000 vehicle over 6,000 pounds. You've just wiped out all of your income. To the IRS, you made $0. You made $0. And... The beauty here is when you want to go get financing for a house or for for something else, you get to add back, most lenders will add back the non-cash deductions, which is depreciation. Hmm. Right? So, (laughs) the IRS, you need zero dollars and your solar depreciation. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All the the depreciation. Depreciate, right?
0: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Um, Let me talk. You and I spoke about this in my office the other day, Uh, real estate depreciation. Um, most of my door to door clients once they've gone a few years they've accumulated some cash a lot of them are getting into real estate Um, one of the values of real estate is depreciation Um, and basically what that is is you're buying a rental property it's an asset that's producing a cash flow it's putting money in your pocket hopefully if you do it right every single month and on your tax return you're getting to you're you're allowed to depreciate that property meaning you're expensing that property over 27 and a half years for rental real estate the the real estate hack is that while on your tax return you're getting depreciation and all that all that income that you're getting from from rental income it's getting eliminated with depreciation so you're basically not paying any tax on your rental income and the house itself more likely than not if history proves itself accurate is actually appreciating. So the value is going up. As far as your taxes are concerned, you're writing that down. You're not showing any, any cash flow um, as far as like taxable income from that rental property. And there's a couple of rabbit holes we could go down. Maybe we don't have time for that. But with real estate, you can just roll those gains. Keep rolling them, rolling them, rolling them, rolling them. It's called a 1031 exchange, literally. Roll the real estate gains to death. When you die, your heirs receive all of your real estate assets with what's called a step-up in basis. This might be going a little deep, but basically what that means is all the tax that you deferred and you kicked down the road disappears, it's gone. So that is one of the biggest ways that the wealthy transfer their wealth to their heirs is through real estate. Yeah. So triple dip, quadruple Gage, dip,
1: quadruple. Yeah, there are there are dip, dip, dip. If
2: your
3: wife's real generational dip. <laughs> if, if your wife has a real estate license,
0: put whatever five is. <laughs> oh, dude, let's not even get into that. My wife will be a real estate agent super <laughs> soon. Here's an interesting one. I, I've heard in a few different places that that bonus depreciation for a, a car over six thousand pounds. Speaking of Mickel's G wagon, he's probably trying to buy this year. Um, I've heard that that bonus depreciation option is going away. You can't do that anymore. Is that true? It's phasing out, right? So it's, it's phasing out. Uh, next Dang. year it's 80, 80%. Yeah. Okay. It's got one more
1: they, year. They, Buy the they, G wagon. They've re-upped it a few times though, right? Is, is there any possibility that they re-up it again? Just keep it a hundred percent?
2: So depending on who wins the presidency, a lot of those things will change. I don't want to get political, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that could change. Congress could push some different right? through. Right now, it's eighty percent.
3: Probably, if it swings more conservative, can get that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's because that that's the purpose of that is maybe more capitalist, because mm-hmm. like that's people to are buying small businesses trucks and exactly and yeah. equipment.
2: Bonus depreciation helps helps the small business owner. Uh, same with like if you guys are familiar with QBI, it's Qualified Business Income. Those are deductions that came out with some of the Trump tax laws, mm-hmm. uh, where if you're a small business owner you get to take an additional 20% deduction on your tax return uh off your profit so if you, if you're if you profit $200,000 you get to take a 20% deduction of $200,000 um on your tax return just because <laughs> it's just because um, which is awesome definitely good for small business owners speaking of
1: deductions you know i sometimes we get really wrapped up in 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 taking all these deductions and we still end up paying taxes, and taxes in the end because the deduction doesn't take away you know, a, a taxable dollar one uh-huh. for one, right? And so much more advantageous are the credits, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. And so that's where, that's where the solar idea comes in really, I think really clutch because then you can still show a lot of income even after the depreciation. You know, maybe the lender doesn't want to do the ad back and you're still showing some decent income and then your credit is wiping out your tax liability. Right? Absolutely. And the credits are dollar for dollar in tax savings, right?
2: Yep. 100%. Is that anything you want yeah, to... no, right? that, that that It's good it, to be financially, I guess, educated. It's good to know the difference between a deduction and a credit. A deduction is just going to reduce your taxable income, whereas a credit eliminates your tax, period. So, some of the other... If, if you have children child tax credit, solar, you got your solar credits, education, education credits. If you're going to school, uh, you've got education credits. Those eliminate your tax dollar for dollar. A deduction only reduces your taxable income. Very good point. Yeah, absolutely. We
0: love credits. Credits are better. Um, Another thing, this is a totally different point, but I hear a lot about the tax brackets. Can you explain tax brackets and how they are retroactive and not... Once you get into that upper tax bracket, all of your taxes are that are that amount. Does, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Of what I'm saying because that's a big confusion. yeah. A
2: very a very simple way to explain tax brackets. It's kind of like you're climbing a staircase. Okay, right. Um, <clears throat> when you have when you have taxable income, a portion of your income is taxed at each tax bracket as you climb. So sometimes a client will reach out to me and they're like, "Oh, I don't I don't want to make more money because it'll." Push me into this tax bracket. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> totally yes, wrong. Go for it. Crush it. Right. Um, you want as much income as possible because all it does is that that margin of additional income is taxed at a higher tax bracket. It's not like oh, all my income is taxed at now you know thirty seven percent. That's wrong. Totally so if you're climbing
1: wrong. the stairs and you leave you leave an X amount of money on each stair step. Right. Exactly. When you get to the top of the stairs. You only have a couple dollars left. It's not all getting taxed. At I didn't know that. Yep. Yep.
0: Cool. So just an example yeah. with crazy numbers that aren't accurate at all. A hundred a <laughs> hundred if you make if the tax bracket is you get taxed at thirty percent if you make a hundred thousand up to a hundred thousand dollars, but then you get taxed at fifty percent for everything above a hundred thousand dollars. If you make a hundred and one thousand dollars, that $1 is taxed at 50%. Yeah, that's a good. Way not to look at it. the hundred and mm-hmm. one dollars, hundred
3: and one thousand dollars. Yep. I read, I read a lot of tax-free wealth. Um, and it, it was crazy. It never dawned on me that our biggest expense in life is taxes. Like literally <laughs> yeah. by, by far more than tithing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, like there's literally nothing that even comes close. Yeah. Yeah. To taxes.
2: Uh, something interesting about that, um, well, this is great for for if you're paid a 1099, I mean that that is that's where you want to be. You talk about taxes being your biggest, you know, expense in life. Um, if you're a W2 employee wherever, right? 100%. I mean the government requires your employer to just take your taxes out yeah. of your paycheck. Like you don't even have an option. There is there really is no tax strategy if all of your income is W2 income. Now, I don't I want to rub anyone wrong. That's just the truth, right? If you have self-employment tax, no one cares about you. Your employer, they love you, but they're not taking care of your taxes, right? That's your responsibility to go figure all that out with a CPA, with a professional, with your dad, or whatever, right? Um, and that is, that's the advantage, um, the unfair advantage of self-employed individuals. No one's, no one's putting their hand in your pocket before your money gets to you. Right. Uh, you get to go figure out all the tax strategies to implement to reduce that income as much as possible and then pay tax on the rest. Everyone else is W-2. Say you're W-2 and you earn, earn $100,000. Your employer and the government's just taking that right out of your paycheck. You have yeah. no option. Right. If you're 1099 contractor, that's all. 100 percent of that's in your pocket. You go figure out how to make that. Disappear before you file your tax return, right? My dad,
3: my dad's super high income W <clears> two <throat> though, and it's crazy to hear. You know, if if a guy makes five, six, eight hundred grand, but your W two, your tax bracket's so dang high. Like what you, I, I would never even tell someone how much I'm making, because really, what you're taking home is what you're taking home. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. It's crazy. And then um, he, they have all their other. They have expenses too. Just because you're W-2 doesn't mean you don't have expenses. And they only to write off their
2: expenses. You can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, You can't. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's that's the whole, I mean, back to the to the strategy of the S-Corporation. You take the same example of the $100,000. That's why we're only peeling off maybe $30,000 to pay as a W-2. You are an employee of your own company as well. You're the owner. You're the CEO. You're also an employee, Right. So you, by law, you still have to pay yourself a W-2 wage because you're employed by your own S corporation. But
0: we want that W-2 wage to be a small sliver of the total income. So, so much valuable stuff, and honestly, it's crazy to think that anyone that's not a tax professional would ever consider doing their own taxes, because there's just so many things that you would never know on your own, unless you went to school for that or understand that. It definitely is something that's gonna benefit you in the long run. So. Paul, to finish things up, like how do we get a hold of you if we're if if there's reps out there that want to reach out to you and they're interested in having their first first consultation with you to get started with their taxes, how do you want them to reach out?
2: Yeah, absolutely, great question. I appreciate that. Um, our website, wellolson dot um, <clears throat> You can reach out there. I definitely need some uh, some more love on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not I'm not big on there. Uh, but paulolson dot paul uh, reach out to me there. I've had a few your guys actually uh, message me through there um, on the video we posted the other day, um, and and we're growing. Um, our strategy isn't just to, like blow up, and we've got every guy in the world that we're doing taxes for. We want to have a relationship with everyone, and, and we want to do good job, uh, do good work for them. Uh, but if you're serious about kind of your outlook, your tax strategy, uh, some of the bookkeeping stuff, we want to have a relationship. We we want to do work for you. So let's let's talk uh if you're local come to the office if not we do stuff over zoom all the time got clients all over the country um but yeah let's uh let's chat